I owe John Meacham an apology, the historian. He says today, Lincoln did not believe black people were equal to white people. He did say on Morning Joe yesterday, Lincoln believed all men were created equal. Peddling his new book, I think it was a slight perhaps, but let that go. He said truly, in truth, that which is true, that many abolitionists were appalling racists. I think he meant to include Lincoln, but didn't spit it out. Lincoln did believe that God disapproved of slavery, believed slavery was evil. But I ask you, what happens to people freed who are not thought to be equal by the state that frees them or the culture? They become what? They become, I think, Spartan helots, still slaves. He was pro-abolition, but not for the black citizenry who could vote or hold office. And I have severe, severe issues with people saying, I don't believe in it because God disapproves. It is the most celestial abdication of accountability ever invented. Follow this out. When Hamilton said, where in the name of common sense are our fears to end if we may not trust our sons, our brothers, our neighbors, our fellow citizens? He, and later Lincoln, was not thinking of Africans as neighbors or fellow citizens and certainly not brothers. And sorry, racism is the original sin, not slavery, which one can just abolish and feel virtuous about oneself. That you have in fact set free a workforce who now needs to compete for the pittance you can get away with paying, barely subsistence, and refuse them a vote, office, and soon after abolition, almost everything that defines, in fact, a free person. You're still sinning, man. But I guess abolition was good enough for God. He apparently did no more urging of the American conscience, it seems. That was left to some very brave people while God was silent. Maybe everything was right in heaven. I think also the white soul knows this lie, has known it since the beginning, and much of their continued bad behavior is driven by this knowledge, which in some rises to the level of guilt, but in many halts away below guilt, a place of psychotic rage. My culture must be the worst in history at self-examination. The sins of the father indeed, the oppression of the European serf by kings and queens of the same race for hundreds of years has left mortal wounds, I think. The DNA deep entitlement that frolics upon our screens as fun and silliness, where it is just, just uninteresting, unless one hankers, which given the buffo box office of this stuff, one does, millions of us hanker assures me that the Lincoln abolition gesture was a half-step, not followed, never intended to be followed by the thousand miles we need to go. And we have been exhorted since to celebrate the half-step as something definitive and good. It isn't near enough. Yuval Harari quipped that the most successful revolutions are the least revolutionary. Natch. The great move the United States might have made in 1776, the move they seemed to think they made, they didn't. Certainly descendants so closely of Europe 
were incapable of making the move contained in our contemporary hope, and that is wreaking havoc with the present. So the great chorus of insistence that something amazing changed happened in that founding misunderstanding and lie by my understanding of revolution. Christopher Hitchens to Anand Geerd Hardas, mighty fellows, otherwise, still amaze me in this insistence. Had anyone in that room meant that all men are created equal and women, we would have had a revolution. To say it is in the Constitution is just not true. And even if it were, the power of an alito, constitutionally mandated power, makes a mockery of the intention which was not original anyway that Lincoln could conceive of obeying his God in abolition, but that his God thought that was enough, is, I hope, ridiculous to believers. Jefferson's claim that it was a matter of justice versus self-interest and choosing self-interest is nearly as disgusting, if more honest. Enslavement was sin enough. The inability to imagine other people, the equal of themselves and their culture, is darker, more tenacious, and obscene. The forefathers of the forefathers, the Enlightenment had the same problem, and its church was having none of it anyway. The only way there is through me. I think Thomas Jefferson believed absolutely supremacist to a T. Systemic philosophical cultural racism is still with us because it was never acknowledged in its truth and never addressed. We never even tried. We never will. We never wanted to. We are not psychologically constructed to conceive it, to borrow from Dr. King, to repeat because it bears repeating. Racism is a cultural assumption of the European movement. When you exonerate a Lincoln, make him a hero if you are serious about the depravities of racism of which slavery is a horrible single manifestation that doesn't really end at all if the culture continues racist. You must be willing to live a lie hardly sustainable, and we are and we do. Enfranchisement is finally paying dividends for women and minorities and see the reactionary freakout, deep, deep in the culture. Before the vote, slight as it is, if we are honest, we should not speak of democracy anywhere in the world until 1920. Before the vote moved out into the world for real, really bad habits were practiced, habits of thinking. There is no evidence of a possible coming non-racist culture or non-sexist. It was never intended by the founders, nor Lincoln, nor anyone else until the members of that very demographic itself gained some seats. The flexing of the black and female election muscle in my lifetime has been slow but steady, and now, shall we say, they are jacked, and they have driven some people to distraction and an insurrection. What are they so afraid of? From inside, I can tell you, the mentally ill maybe are afraid of the cure. Much more work is to be done. And if you don't want to do it, I think this is the case. I see no evidence at all of this want best to fess up. Or maybe we are fessing up. This is the voter suppression movement. This is gerrymandering. The instinctive American disapproval of black power, small p, or of any power not like it is crystal clear and loud as bells anywhere. The majority disapproval of women is blatant. 
reading the comments of men on a YouTube with Chris Hitchens and several 90s feminists is so shocking I wish he could return to give them a piece of his mind. Fans of Hitchens six years ago show no more awareness of their inner dinosaur than Chuck Grassley on a sullen day. What are they so afraid of? The mentally ill are afraid of not being mentally ill, I think. For poor white descendants of abuse and oppression in the factories and fields of England and Ireland should grasp that when an unlivable minimum wage is championed, the champions are operating the same thought machine as racism. They are claiming the same claim that children released from school, freed from school, enter a workforce that will take its pound of flesh until they are old enough to take the place of the flesh takers. They are not free to participate fully in the life of their community. This reality serves somebody. That economic system, if not that person, is your enemy. To participate fully in the life of your community is the Greek definition of citizen. The one who refuses to participate is the Greek definition of idiot. It is what the word means.